0: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today, with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: service newsroom donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one every single gift makes a difference go to marketplace.org give tech why the road to ev adoption is currently paved with broken chargers from american public media this is marketplace tech i'm lily jamali More than a million electric vehicles were sold in the U.S. this year. Despite that, this fall, GM, Ford, and Tesla all announced they were slowing down production of EVs. As more drivers make the switch to electric, the availability of public places to juice up those cars hasn't exactly kept pace. Back in 2021, the federal government set aside $7.5 billion to build tens of thousands of chargers across the country. But the project has barely broken ground in the two years since. This is all very personal for Megan McCarty Carino, who's also been following the issue as a reporter for Marketplace. She drives a 2019 electric Volkswagen Golf and says relying on public chargers has only gotten harder.
0: I have owned my EV since 2019. It's kind of an older model. It's a lower range EV. And this was the first year I would say I really started to question my decision to get an EV. There are a number of 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 reasons I think, but basically the charging situation became untenable. Well, I I'm, I'm surprised by that because you'd think if
1: you'd had it since 2019 it would have only gotten better. So what's going on?
0: So as I have shared on the program before, I live in an apartment where I cannot charge the vehicle at home. I thought I would be able to when I bought the car, but the trickle charge from the you know outside outlet has not worked. So I rely entirely on, on public chargers. And again, yeah, you would think, OK, there are more chargers going in. Public charging should be getting Better. But actually, I would say that we've sort of reached this tipping point where, yes, charging infrastructure is getting better, but it is so far behind where the vehicle sales are. And crucially, I think we kind of have reached a turning point in terms of electric vehicle sales going a little bit more mainstream. So rather than, you know, only people who are wealthy and own their own homes buying expensive electric vehicles, I think there are, you know, there's a a much broader diversity of, of people buying electric vehicles now, in part because of some of the tax credits and things like that. But it's putting a lot of pressure on on the charging infrastructure and it is not holding up well what what are we talking about here are
1: we talking about your your waiting in long lines or the stuff is broken or both
0: all of the above <laughs> all of the above um, <laughs> so I have had multiple times, you know, where I go to a charging station, I'll wait an hour plus to to try to get a charger. Um and it's usually because many of the chargers at the location are broken and Uh, You know, there was a a J.D. Power study earlier this year that suggested like 20 percent of the stations that they studied were out of order. I would say in my experience, uh, you know, in L.A., it's a much higher percentage than that. I've had situations where I have almost run out of charge because I've gone from charging station to charging station to charging station and just been unable to to use the public charging stations and ended up, you know, where I had to find a charger at a, you know, an out of the way location that was not a fast charger, sit in the car listening to podcasts for four hours near the Burbank airport. (laughs) Four hours. Four hours
1: for real? That's yes. I don't I can't even fathom that. And I can completely understand now why you would say you're regretting your decision <laughs> to buy an EV.
0: Yeah, no, this is the first this is the first year that I have had multiple instances where I almost got stuck. I almost ran out of charge away from home. And it's, you know, the range anxiety thing. I knew about it when I bought the car. (laughs) Um, But the public charging infrastructure was working pretty well for me until this year, until it got so overloaded, both with, you know, kind of the the volume of people that are using charging and that kind of incurring a lot of, you know, a lot of wear and tear on the chargers. Well, let me
1: ask you about what the federal government has been doing. Uh, they had big plans to help EV owners like you, setting aside over seven billion dollars a few years ago as part of President Biden's infrastructure bill specifically to fund more public chargers. This effort has not gotten very far yet. Why is that?
0: Right. So I I just saw a press release about the first charging stations funded by this program opening up in New York and Ohio just the, you know, the second week of December here. Uh, the the funds, they're going to states, they're going to bid these projects out to private companies. So far in early December, more than half of states haven't even started taking bids for these projects. You know, federal programs, they often have a lot of requirements. You know, they have kind of a long list of compliance things that companies have to do in order to qualify for these funds. And that just it's just going to slow the process down. Um, there are certain requirements about, you know, the intervals with which the the chargers have to be spaced along interstate highways. They have to have certain payment systems. They have to be in good repair, you know, a certain percentage of the time, and have plans to deal with that. Which, in my experience, would be a good thing. But you know, it does it 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 does create some barriers to entry, in addition to the normal sort of slow-moving bureaucratic processes uh, through which these funds are being dispersed.
1: We'll be right back with more on the nation's EV charging network with Marketplace's Megan McCarty Carino. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. Now back to my conversation with Marketplace's Megan McCarty Carino. And so if the federal government hasn't solved this problem, at least not yet, uh, with building more chargers, who is?
0: Well, you know, you sometimes see businesses putting in chargers. In many cases, it's local governments, local utility companies. And then often it's just kind of this patchwork approach by these private companies that run the chargers. And that's a really hard way to do this. It's a hard business decision to make because there's kind of this chicken and egg thing where companies don't want to pay to install them if there's not enough demand. But people aren't going to buy more EVs until they feel like the charging infrastructure is more built out. So, Well, it sounds like they are buying more EVs and... (laughs) We've reached this breaking point that you've described. Yeah, you know, an interesting, like, this is such a side issue, but a lot of rental companies, I noticed, really went hard on EVs. Um, And so I I have met a lot of people who have rented an EV and are struggling at a charging station uh, and and really also regretting the decision to rent an EV. Their first
1: taste of range anxiety. (laughs) So... I understand that you are actually shopping for a new EV. What are some of the things you're thinking about as you go through that process?
0: I know you may be surprised after this talk that I am still considering an EV, but I am still committed to the technology. I really like the experience of driving an EV. I really don't want to go back to buying gas. And I think that ultimately it will work for my lifestyle if I can just get some of these Finer details worked out. Um, The main (laughs) thing. You mean the ability to charge when you (laughs) need it? If one could call those finer details the small issues. So, the main thing that I'm definitely looking at is range. I went with a cheaper option when I bought the car. You know, ranges were lower back then. So, I am going to look for one with uh, a higher range, which is going to be easy because pretty much any car has a higher range than mine does. And then, secondly, the speed of charging. This is kind of a, a detail that sometimes gets overlooked, but even with cars with the same range, some vehicles are now capable of much, much faster charging. For instance, the uh, the Hyundai vehicles, they can charge from um, from zero to 80 percent at the, the top performing fast chargers in 18 minutes, which is incredible. My car, which has a very low range, takes 45 minutes to uh, add that much range back onto the battery. Um, you know, a number of automakers, I think it's uh, a dozen or more, are going to be switching to a system where they can use Tesla chargers. Um, Next year, many of them will be able to use Tesla chargers with an adapter. And then further into the future, sort of uh, end of 2024 and beyond, many of the automakers are going to be actually switching to add a Tesla charger Onto to the actual vehicle. Tesla, of course, has the largest network of fast chargers in the country. They just had a head start on, on adding chargers. And because the the car maker actually invested in that as an important piece of the car ownership picture, it's a, it's a much better network. So I am hopeful to join it. That
1: was Marketplace's Megan McCarty Carino. As Megan recently reported on the Marketplace Morning Report, the calculus for buying an electric car got more complicated this month. Under new guidance from the Department of Energy, some popular EVs will no longer qualify for the $7,500 federal tax credit that had prompted so many people to buy. The Nissan Leaf, the Ford Mustang Mach-E, and Tesla's cheapest option, the Model 3, are all on that list because too many of their components originate in China. The change kicks in on January 1st. That's left some buyers Megan spoke to weighing not just the model, color, and trim choices of their next vehicle, but also whether to buy now or wait until next year. Rosie Hughes produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. Sign up today at marketplace.org academy.